passion full. I'm Millie Gutwin and I'm passionate about connecting with wicked people and finding stories that connect us all. Join me as I speak with people who love and are full of passion for what they do. I had a ball the other day having a chat with Hit 100's Dan and Christy, where we chatted all things radio, television and their journeys so far. Hi, Millie. Hey, how's it all going down there? Yeah, good. Yeah, we love it. I mean, I miss Launceston and I miss, yeah, I miss my co-host, I miss Marie a lot. But, like, down here it feels like home already, which is really weird to say because we've only been here a month. But, no, yeah, I love it. Mm. No, that's awesome. And you're not sick of him yet, Christy? No, God, no, I love him. <laughs> I, I, um, I feel bad that he's missing Marie as well because I, you know, like, I understand that they were together for such a long time. So. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm not sick of him at all. No, he's driven me to work every single day and oh, driven me home. Nice. He's looked after Love me. it. He's a That's good guy. awesome. So thank you guys for jumping on and having a little chat, first of all. You guys have, <laughs> you know, stories to tell that kind of thing. You just take off and go with it because they'd prefer that than me, you know, rambling on saying wicked about 20 times. So... <laughs> <laughs> Of course they want to hear you. You're their host. Yeah. Is, is wicked your word? I've noticed that I, my word is amazing. I say quite a lot. Like, yeah, well, one of the questions I've written down is like, what's your word? Because mine is wicked or sweet. And then the second one is, oh, I love that. Mum reckons I should have named the podcast. Oh, I love that. Because every second thing. I think I do that as well. Dan's good with that. He doesn't have like annoying buzzwords. Yeah, I, I say haberdashery a lot after everything. I'm like, oh, haberdash, oh, haberdashery. <laughs> That's so haberdash. Um, yeah, well, I've got to go to, because um, I hear it myself, one is umming and ahhing. And I also, mm, through conversations, I go, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and I say as well after everything I say. It's, it's so funny. See, the good thing about Zoom is that it'll record all of our little audios completely separately. And so when you guys are talking and I do the, mm, oh, mm, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I can just cut out my little bit and you don't hear it at all. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's hard to passively listen because in a normal conversation you will go, oh, yeah, okay. But when it sounds it sounds terrible on radio when you do that, you go, oh, mm, yes, okay. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah, just becomes white noise. I'm going to try and never do it on it as of tomorrow. No mm. one will be, like, everyone will be too scared to talk in this yeah. chat. <laughs> what a point I l- love it. So firstly, introduce yourselves. Well, hi, my name's Christy. I am Dan's co-host on the new breakfast show at Hit 100.9. I am 35 and I am a proud Hobartian now. Absolutely love it. And I'm a proud mum of two. And I'm married to Justin and I spend all my days now with Dan on air. Dan? Hi, my name is Dan. I listen to Passionful with Millie G every (laughs) Four to five minutes online. Um, I'm a warrior poet from Bernie, Tasmania. My mother was a woodchopper. My dad was a uh, three-toed sloth from the Mediterranean Mediterranean island of Mepos. Uh, he was a goat herder from way back. 
And I talk on the radio with Christy from Home and Away. I love it. So awesome. So both of you guys have had a fair stint in radio and television, Christy. So, Christy, first up, tell me about how you got into television, radio, the lot of it. Tell me about your journey. Well, I started in TV when I was really young. I was very lucky to get a TV commercial when I was about eight. I flew to New Zealand with my mum to do a German yogurt commercial. I don't know if you remember those ads, Amelia, you'd be way too young actually when we're talking about, but damn might <laughs> like that brand Landleap where they had all these little kids running around and they were speaking different languages and it was very visually pretty. And if you Google Landleap, you'll remember it. But uh, it was the first ad that I did and then I loved that and I was just lucky to get into television when I was about 11. I got a TV show called The Search for Treasure Island, which was great. And then that led me to my time on Home and Away. And, uh, and then Home and Away just sort of propelled me with my career, I suppose. And then things worked out in my favour uh, in terms of presenting and TV stuff, which then just led me to auditioning for a radio show that was available. They wanted someone who they thought would be good on air but hadn't done radio before. So I was lucky. This happened when I was about 26. I uh, just had a baby and was sort of looking really just to get out of the house and be up for a challenge. So radio just sort of came to me, but I absolutely love it. And I'm so glad that I found it because, yeah, no, with, without breakfast radio, I don't really feel like me. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So how long have you been doing radio now? Well, I started in radio back in uh, 2017. So I guess for five years altogether, not nearly as long as Dan. Dan has done radio for 20 years almost. He's a total radio veteran. But, uh, yeah, so I had a, a radio job back on the mainland, which um, got me to sort of, you know, get, get my errors out and just learn about the craft of radio broadcasting because it is a lot more than what people think when they hear somebody just talking on the radio. And, Millie, you'll know this even now with starting your own podcast. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes next to the love of having conversations. So uh, about five years now all together, uh, that was an amazing job that I had back here. But this is my favourite radio job that I've had so far is doing breakfast with Dan at, at Hit Hobart. And I'm excited to see where we go. And particularly with my radio veteran bestie over there, Dan Taylor, who's done radio up in Lonnie for the last seven years on Chile and everybody knows Dan. And I'm more than confident that his success in radio prior is going to be a massive indicator of us to have success here. Awesome. I love it. Now, Dan, obviously I know a little bit about your background and whatnot. We've spent a bit of time together talking about that in the past, but tell us about your pathway to where you are now. Well, I used to use carrier pigeons and smoke signals back in the day. It was uh, 1840s. I was a court jester. I used to play the lute. I had a weird haircut. Uh, but, yeah, I started at uh, CFM, it was called, with Kim and Dave, which was – 2003, so I'm not sure if you were even born, Millie, but um, that's when I started uh-huh. radio. <laughs> you were just just around, maybe. Um, yeah, it was uh, a beautiful time to be alive, and I started uh, getting tackled for money in a Santa suit. Um, that's how they got me involved, and um, I was on a TV show called Channel V's Master Venger, and, and I was called Goon Man, so I used to wear a goon bag on my head, which you'd be familiar with. It's a Fruity Lexia classic. Uh, from a box, the 10 buck chuck is still the same. Uh, inflation hasn't changed. It's still a $10 uh, nice little necessary item. But um, I started as Goon Man on air and I never looked back since. So I haven't had a, a job doing anything else. So I'm pretty lucky. Um, I've been fired a few times but and I've moved around a bit. 
but I've been lucky enough to make a living out of doing something I love, which is nice. No, it's awesome. And Lonnie loves you and misses you a lot. So definitely Aww. made an impact as well. I love you. And, uh, I do miss Lonnie and I, I do miss my mates. So, like, that's the big thing. I've, I've already organised a few events and stuff to come back up and do a pub crawl so we can go to the Dirty Mersh together. Uh, maybe Not go to Dirty Mersh. Check out the Cougars, do a blocky route. Um, I, I loved Lonnie and I saw myself living there for the rest of my life. But as soon as this job came up, I knew I had to jump at the chance because um, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Really. No, totally. Now, tell me what both of you, your lives look like now, just a day in your life right now, uh, with the Brekkie Show. Obviously, uh, Dan drives you to work, Christy, but other than that, what does it look like for you? Yeah, well, uh, our alarms will go off, what, Dan, about four, quarter past four. So we spring mm-hmm. out of bed, and once we get to work, we sit down and finalise things that we want to do on our breakfast show, things that have happened overnight, things that have happened in our real life, and then tag that along with things that we've already planned that we want to broadcast on air, get in that studio, give everything we've got to our show, have as much fun as we possibly can and just have the conversations that need to be had. But then once we're off air, I mean, and Dan will be able to explain this as well, people sort of think that you just go home because you finished work. And, and, and of course, with Breakfast Radio, you can get out a bit more and stuff like that, but you do have to plan what you're doing and we have meetings and things like that. So, But once all that's done, uh, the fun stuff happens. We get out and explore Hobart. We've been doing this competition on air called Hobes in a Day, which is all about seeing Hobart in a day, and that's been really cool. And Dan's just been showing me around everywhere and and teaching me things. And we've been trying to get out sometimes in the evening, even though that's a bit difficult. Uh, Dan did trivia the other night. And I guess at the moment, life for us is just sort of finding our feet because both of us are in this new city, even though Dan is from Lonnie. Uh, my family, my husband and my kids aren't here at the moment with me. So I have so much more spare time on my hands, which I haven't had for ages. But really, it's just about trying to get content, content in our real life, content in the world. But I think what Dan and I are big on is the more experiences we have in our personal life off air, obviously, the more you can bring to the show. So it's it's important from a radio point of view to get out and about and meet people and just live so that we can bring all that stuff off air on air. Yeah, totally. And uh, it's a bit cold down at Hobart at the, at the moment. I'm going down this weekend. Keen, keen to be down there, but a uh, bit of snow around and stuff. Going to have to hack a few Heaps layers. of snow. I know. It's freezing. Hey, Dan, but it's so pretty. It's, oh, it looks yeah, gorgeous. I can't wait to have a look at it. Yeah, we had a, we had a walk up Mount Wellington and uh, we got to like the very base of it near um, Ferntree. And I uh, started walking up, but we were about three k's away from the snow, so we hiked, and it was great content in the end because we went up this trail, and it actually went to a place where a guy murdered thirteen people in a cave. So um, we got some content out of a that. A long time ago, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, in the eighteen hundreds, where I started radio. So I think he actually killed my <laughs> career back then too. Um, died on air uh, but yeah it was really good to go up it but it's freezing cold so if you come down this weekend bring a scarf and some mittens and um something thermal like wear some thermal underpants i'd suggest get on a tazzy tuxedo yeah <laughs> yeah borrow it might have to now tell me what is it that you guys love about your job and why do you do it at the end of the day what is it that makes you go yeah this is the stuff Okay. Um, what I love about it, I, I've got a passion and love for music. So I do love 
uh, the music that Hit plays and, and just um, I've been obsessed with music from a very long stage. And I go to concerts all the time. There's nothing like live music. Um, that's one of my passions. And the fact that we get to go to all the events and, and see uh, music live and, um, and and interview some of my most favourite bands, uh, the best, you know, comedians as well. Like uh, I'm really into comedy. And, and today we had Kid Leroy on and he... He went to number one in the US and there's not many people that have done that. And we got to chat to him today. And just things like that are really pinch yourself moments where you go, man, like um, like even though you're playing such a small part in their lives, it's, it's such an influence on yours. And so meeting your heroes and meeting your peers is probably the best part about it for me anyway. What about you, Christy? Well, Dan said that really well in terms of all the, the fun pinch yourself moments that you get with working in radio and uh, and I think for me personally too the older I get and you'll learn this Millie and you probably believe this now at your own age and so will your listeners nothing changes in this regard when I say you will still just want to do what makes you happy so nothing miraculously changes when you're like early 30s you go oh you know like that's so far away and and I'm young and, and I only have fun now well you kind of want to keep having fun as you get older in fact, I think that you become more dedicated to only doing what makes you happy, you know, so that's why it's important when you're young to make good choices to the best of your ability so that you can, as you get older, have a career doing what you love, because I know it's a cliche expression, but when you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life. So all the fun stuff like Dan mentioned and all the personal happiness that you get from doing what's important to you and, and spending your days in a productive environment. And I think as well, uh, apart from the music and 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 being happy in and doing what you want to do, it's also really great to meet new people and just having conversations. And also the community component too, being able to make a difference in people's lives, uh, people that need help, people that you help get through different parts of their own life because of what you're going through with yours. So it's a, it's a great job. It really is a combination of such fun, important things. Yeah, totally. I. See, there's my word. I just use it. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I've said amazing a lot. Don't worry. That's my word. Amazing. I've got to stop saying it. Haberdashery, guys. Haberdashery. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I love that. That's kind of why I want to get into it as well. Uh, mostly the people and, like, you know, the stories. Like, even with this little podcast that isn't, you know, an incredible, like, amazing, like, community thing, nothing like that. But, like, you know, I've met some people that are absolutely wicked that you think, oh, you know, they're passionate about one thing, but then they've got this whole story and you're like, oh, there's so much more to it. And with, like, music and events and stuff, my favourite, like, music artist ever is Kim Churchill. Like, I love – he's beautiful. I'm nodding furiously because I love Kim Churchill I love as well. Him. Met, met him at the pub down at, like, uh, St Helens. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, sweet. And then we awesome. literally, we hung out like in his van. Sounds sketchy, but I was like, oh, I don't care if the podcast turns to shit. I've done that. Hands down. I'm <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I was, oh, I was so stoked. And, and you'll find that, like, you'll find if you're passionate about something and you want to talk to anyone about it, like you had the, the CEO of the NBL on the other day, which is pretty cool. And um, and you can literally reach out to anyone and get in touch with anyone. Like the world's your oyster when it comes to this stuff, especially now with podcasts. Like, you can Zoom meeting anyone in the world if you wanted to, yeah. if you got the right contacts. And it is about reaching out. And sometimes it's like two degrees of separation. Like, it's, um, you know... 
uh, the fact that Christy's my co-host now is my access to Tam and Sursock 24-7, which is really fun for me. Uh, and even even Chris Hemsworth, like if we can get him on the show, um, it'll be the greatest moment of my life. I love the guy. <laughs> Forget the kids and the wife, but meeting Chris Hemsworth, well, I promise you my friend will try. But that's what it's all about, Millie, like what Dan just said, is just having tenacity and just trying because generally you yeah. find people that, you know, are in the arts especially, they actually are happy to talk about what they do. Yeah. There's a process and stuff in time. But reaching out to, to the singer Kim Churchill, and I love his song Secondhand Car, by the way, just reach out to him, just make contacts and just, just this is exactly right, just do what you're doing because it's working. Yeah, and it's it's a bit scary reaching out in the first, especially at the beginning. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I knew what I wanted to do and stuff, but I didn't know, like, who I wanted on or anything. And I was that mum goes, oh, just text everyone. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. And now I literally <laughs> text everyone. And, exactly. and I've had, oh, I was going to say, Chrissy, I've had so many moments like that. Like, I met Kim Kardashian, I met Pink, John Mayer, uh, MC Hammer, Hulk Hogan. Um, like all, all these people you would never think you'd get five minutes with, but like it literally happened. And you just kind of go like, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face with some of those interviews. And um, and it's those moments you live for really. So yeah, keep on, keep on pushing because uh, eventually you'll get what you want really. Maybe not Chris Hemsworth, yeah. but I can try. Mum would love that. Christy's right here. She knows him. She's in, he's in the phone. Like, so you're one step away. <laughs> That's no, right. I love it. So tell me a little bit, guys, was it always radio that you thought you'd end up in? Well, it's funny because I did work experience at the ABC in Hobart uh, with John X. So John's in Tavalonis, who's um, pretty well known down here in the radio industry and the theatre world. Uh, he was Pumbaa in The Lion King, and he was such a nice bloke and, and such a guy I looked up to. He was like a hero, and and he used to do the uni review, and I used to come up from Bernie to Launceston to watch it every year just to see him and his funny jokes. And um, And as soon as I did Year 10 work experience, I thought – I can actually make a career out of this. And and it was the first time it was kind of a light bulb moment for me. And I, I knew I had to get down here and, and do uni and I wanted to do journalism, but I, I actually just accidentally fell into radio as I was doing it. But it's so weird that because in year 10, I'd, I'd already come down here and, and experienced that. And, and I knew what kind of world I was walking into. So Kim and Dave luckily gave me the foot in the door and, and they were so helpful. And, and that's why I'm so helpful to the next generation. Like anytime we have a work experience kid, I'll try and show them like this is a career and you can do it um, because there's there's so much um, stigma with it. that You're like, oh, there's no way I can do that. But you can, you, like, you actually can. You just have to work hard. And um, I, was, I was lucky, right place, right time, but the right people around me. And, and all you need is encouragement to go, you can do it. And, and then you surprise yourself. You're like, well, yeah, um, I, I can do radio. So I, I, I literally was so lucky to do it. But um, but if you try your hardest, it's a bit like Zima Anderson that we had on the other day. She, she grew up in Burnie and she just always wanted to be on Neighbours and she just pushed herself to the point where she's, she's suddenly on it. Like, it's unreal. It's, it's like a universe thing. Love the universe thing. Dan knows yeah. that. <laughs> the universe thing. <laughs> write stuff down and they call it manifesting. If you write it down, focus on it, it happens. 
I wish I'm I knew that when I'm I was your lie. age, Millie. I've got mm-hmm. a thing beside my bed, literally right behind me. It's a little journal. That's my manifesting journal. Good. If I figure, like, if I put it all in there, something will happen. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly all you got to do. Just throw it out there. What do they say? Thoughts become things. Get it out of your head. Write it down. And then if you look at it, you'll even do, you'll do the work to make it happen. It'll happen. I wrote this job down on paper. Did you? It happened. Yeah. Yeah. I've showed Dan. <laughs> you might think I'm a bit crazy, but. <laughs> yeah, I believe in manifesting. That's probably how this job happened because I'd never done radio before, like at all. So manifest away. It's good. Keep it up. No, I love it. So tell me, Christy, did you have something you thought you might fall back on? Obviously, you started television really young, but did you know that was going to be something that you would definitely follow through with um in the future? Or you know, or did you have a different plan in mind as well? Well, I just All I ever wanted to do was act like ever since I was little, I was just acting, acting, acting. I just always wanted to be an actress. That's like, I never thought about anything else. So um, I guess I was lucky like to get a break with acting. And then I actually started acting as a job. So I just thought, oh, well, it is my job. I can just keep doing it. But then I had a time where it dried up heaps and I was really stressed. I've had day jobs before, like, because I was so broke. Just normal stuff that happens as you get as you get older and you, as you're looking for stuff, like you, you have highs and I've had lows, all that sort of crap. But um, no, for me, it was always acting until, until radio came along and I was introduced to this whole new world. I'd gone on radio before because of being on Home and Away, but I'd never had to get behind the microphone really and host something. I had no idea what to do. But then I just fell in love with it and it was one of those things that sort of came to me. Wasn't I didn't expect it. And I know that sounds really cliche, but sometimes when you're not looking for something, it honestly just finds you. It's bizarre. But uh, if you go with the grain and not against it sometimes in life and you just open to ideas, then the universe will generally guide you. I did have an idea for like two seconds when I was 16 to maybe be a doctor. So I had something to fall back on. But anyone who knows me and Dan will know this. Like I'm not good with my hands. I'm not great at focusing. There is no way I could be a doctor. None. Not nearly smart enough at all. So. I didn't have a backup plan. I probably should, but at this point, I don't really know. I still don't know what I'm doing. It's, I don't know. You just try and have fun and be happy in life and just do your best. Nah, that sounds pretty good to me, having a bit of fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> all we're doing, really. We're having fun. <laughs> no, I love it. So back onto that uh, train of like, you know, sometimes you fall down into those little slumps and stuff. What are some of the challenges you guys have faced in uh, the media uh, radio, television, the lot of it. What are the challenges that have come up for you and how have you like overcome those obstacles? It's a very good question, Millie. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a whole heap. Like um, I've I've been fired a few times and and that like literally this was my favorite job in the world when I started uh, CFM in 2003. But like there was there was all of a sudden I was called in on a Friday and then I didn't have a job the next week. And um, and I, I guess it's the stumbles, the turns, the 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 wrong mistakes you make, but you become a better person because of it. Like it's it's you're set with the challenge. I couldn't pay rent that that week, and I remember saying to my housemate, "I'm like, I don't have a job anymore, and what do I do?" Kind of thing. But um, I, I took it on a whim um to move to Melbourne, and I just sent out back in the day compact discs. I don't know if you've heard of those, Millie, but um, <laughs> CD out to everyone in the radio industry because because I had a dream, even though, like, I, I didn't have much experience, 
Um, and, and luckily, like, it landed at Nova. And uh, Tony Pipicelli, she, she got my CD. And she literally knew the one guy on my resume that, that got me the job. And, and it was Brett Nozita who worked at CFM years ago. And, and if I hadn't put him on my resume, I wouldn't have had this career at all. So I was, I was very lucky. But I, th- I think you make your own luck in life because, like, like you said, putting it out there to the universe, it, it is that, like, kind of domino effect. It, it's Because um, I met him on Channel V once. And um, and I put him on my resume because I it was just literally talking to the guy. I'm like, you're from Tassie. I'm from Tassie. Can you be my mentor? You're the you're the most senior guy I've ever met. And he got me the job at Nova pretty much because Tony gave me a shot. And um and with that opportunity, I, I took the ball and ran with it. But um, you do face those challenges a lot, and and you do get to the point where. Yeah, like everyone's got a shelf life in radio where you, where you do get moved on and, and usually it's someone from Big Brother that takes your job. But um, that's the challenge is to go, well, I am good enough. Uh, one man's trash is another one's treasure and I will show you guys that I, I can do this job kind of thing. So, um, but Christy hasn't had that because um, she's uh, too talented, whereas I, I've struggled. No. I've a lot of faith. <laughs> Don't be silly. Uh, he's an amazing talent and he's we've just had different journeys and stuff my, hey my time might come who bloody knows but uh you know what Millie? what I learned too um is is it's really good to it's easy to believe in yourself when you're working it's easy to believe in yourself when you're getting paid good money it's easy to believe in yourself when people are clapping for you but what you have to learn to do and I wish I knew this at your age was clap for yourself when no one else is clapping in other words when you have no job because you're going through that slump getting out of bed and putting on your hat and really that's kind of when you have to believe in yourself the most the the hardest part in the media and the arts is when you don't have a team around you when you might not even have anyone really around you sometimes it's about believing in yourself when really you feel like no one else does and I have plenty of those times I had times like that before I got this job and I've done breakfast radio before and I've acted on TV for a long time before, but I still had days where I was crying, bare, going, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? I don't know. Um, and I just reminded myself to breathe. And it's a cliche expression, but it's so true. And it's it's always darkest before dawn. You know, when you see the sunrise and it's beautiful and the light comes up and it's the start of a new day. Well, before that happens, it's pitch black. Like you can't see anything. And sometimes when you can't see anything, you just have to persevere because that little crack of light will happen. So I think for me, what I learned next to what Dan said, of course, and and really taking those opportunities to help snowball and be proactive and and network is uh, is just clapping for yourself and being gentle with yourself. Yeah. But when you don't have people around you encouraging you, be your own best friend and encourage yourself. No, I love that. That's such sweet advice as well. I think that's really nice. <laughs> Haberdashery. Okay. Haberdashery. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Awesome. So last little question, gone fast, I know. What advice do you have for young people, one, that might want to get into radio, media, that kind of stuff, and two, for people wanting to pursue a passion of any kind, what is your advice to them? Start somewhere. Like if you want to do journalism or if you want to be a podcaster, um, if you want to do radio, I think you learn more by doing 
than studying. You can study. You can go to afters in Sydney or there's a few radio places in Melbourne you can go to. I think RMIT do a couple or, or do media. But I, I think start somewhere. Like start with little projects and and you're gonna suck. This is the biggest like thing I always say with comedy, with uh, with radio, with everything. You're gonna suck for a very long time, but you learn from your mistakes. Like you go, oh, I can do that better next time. Oh Jesus, what did I do there? But like it, it's literally like um, you will suck ass for a bit. And then uh, you'll f- suddenly find yourself being better at it. You're like, oh, I've learned from my mistakes. I did that wrong. I won't do that again. And uh, I'll be better next time. And, and I'm, I'm still learning that on a daily basis. I'm like, geez, I sucked at that. I'm learning uh, to not do it the same way next time kind of thing. But um, you, you're kind of like a yeah, a, a, an evolving Pokemon, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> No, I love that. Christy, what's your advice? So true. Everything that Dan just said, you keep learning from your mistakes and no matter how much success you've had, you can always be your best self. Like you can go better and better. But uh, there's an expression. I love quotes. Dan knows this. Uh, the actor, uh, Brian Cranston, one of my favourite actors, the lead of Breaking Bad and many other things. And I read his memoir and he said in his book something which I always remember, which is keep your home life sane so that you can go insane in your professional life. And it's so true. I look back at myself at your age, Millie, and I think, why did I rush to move out? When you're young, you get caught up in so much drama that will distract you from your career. It might be boyfriends, girlfriends fighting, and just unnecessary drama or rushing and leaving home and putting yourself in a position where you can't just focus on your career. If you move out when you're young, you might have to commit yourself to more electricity bills and therefore more financial pressure so you need that second job like all that adult stuff is coming for you you're going to have all the independence in the world but if you can put yourself in a position no matter what stage of life you are where your home life is as organized and settled and happy as possible that's when you're going to dedicate the most time and energy and productivity to what you want to do for your professional life and so that's why uh, I look back when I was your age and I was going through dramas and I got divorced and I rushed out leaving my parents and then I became an adult myself and I was like, what did I rush out and do that for? All this stuff was waiting for me anyway. I could have utilized my time. So I guess something particularly for young people who might want to grow up and go on and have families and have kids and things like that, it's harder to focus on your career when you have those extra responsibilities because obviously it's well, it's not just you that you're looking after anymore. So that nothing has to, it's not a bad thing when you get older and you have families, but time is your best friend when you're youthful. So enjoy it, of course, go out and live and have experiences, but really think about what you want to do. Really think about it. And if it is what you decide you want to do in the media and the arts, it's going to be about networking and look after yourself. You don't need to go out and trash yourself and be hungover and not be able to think. Like the most successful people I know, are generally the ones up at 6am. They are the ones that can think on their feet. And working media, you have to have a sharp brain so you can't just be walking dead. You know, it's not interesting. A lot of people go out and mess up their lives. It's nothing new. Focus on your work. Look after yourself. Look after your home life. And I think that your work life will, will look after you. Awesome. I love that. I reckon that's great advice. <laughs> Thank you. I learned it really late. I wish I knew <laughs> at your age. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it might be easier said than done right now as an agent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. But you're doing that now. Like the fact that you have your podcast and you're being so proactive, you're you're doing everything right. You know, like you're not cancelling episodes. I'm sure to go out and waste time. You know, like if you have a good home life balance or work life balance, uh, it really does help with how much you can get done. Yeah, totally. Well, that pretty much wraps us up. Thank you so, so much, guys, for jumping on. I'm very grateful. Mate, it is my favourite podcast. And I know you're passionate about it. I think you've got a good career in radio ahead. I think I said that to you when you co-hosted with me um, because you are passionate and you you want to do this kind of stuff and you meet so many interesting characters. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Millie. Like, seriously, you. achieve what you have at such a young age. Keep doing what you're doing. It's working. No, we're Thank really you. stoked to be a part of the episode. So well done to you. Thank you. No, it's a bit of fun. <laughs> Thank you so well much. Well done. All right. See you soon, Millie. We'll see you in person soon. Love you. Thank you so much, Dan and Christy, for jumping on and having a chat about something I'm personally super keen about. And best of luck with it all down there in Hobart.